Slovak and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the All-Star Break, everybody. Hey! Oh, also, we are an hour away from tag season in the NFL, so guys like Saquon Barkley can hold their breath until March 5th. Um, it is, uh, it's an interesting time. That's a lie. It's not very interesting at all. Uh, there's not a ton to talk about. <laughs> this and mid July are odd times for sports fans. We won't be so bad. We can have a weekend without football. We'll be just fine. Ah! It does and, suck. Coward and Patrick ran away as quickly as possible. People are on vacation with their families in Florida, but we are going to entertain you for the next two hours. We promise you that. But we will. That's a promise. We will. We I will. mean, we're we promising. Will. We will entertain you. We will do our best here. It's in the a promise. Region. Yeah, do our best. All right. Yeah, I like that. I mean, we've lowered the expectations. Promise is a big, big thing. We oh. will be on the air for the next two hours. Yeah, I mean, I'm tired. It's been a long day. All right, but it is almost tag season. Uh, in the NFL, and it's I, I think I feel like the the franchise tags are always one of those ones that like you see some of them coming. But there's always a few that are like, Wait, really that guy? You tag that guy, huh? Um, right now, everyone's pointing fingers at like T Higgins. Um, you know Saquon Barkley. I Saquon could very well get tagged again. Would you tag him again? No. Now would you? Are you saying that because you're a good person, or are you saying that because you don't think they need him at all? The Saquon Barkley run for the New York Giants is over. It's done. He had a great overall running back comparison career, and I say that like kind of a little mumbled because of I'm trying to compare him to other running backs in his era when he was entering the NFL. He's been a top-tier back during that time when historically we look at running backs, he's not that great. But that's more about the league. So, no, it's time for the New York Giants to move on. There's no more reason to franchise tag Saquon Barkley. LeVac, this past summer, you and I talked about, is the Giant offense better with or without Saquon? That's an easy topic. The answer is always with. However, we've hit a point now for the New York Giant franchise where it's not about the running back anymore. It's not personal to Saquon. Hell, it's not even about performance anymore with Saquon. It's the Giants have to catch Philadelphia, and they got to catch Dallas. And unfortunately for Saquon Barkley, it's just not you. They got a few other pieces and they need some room and they need some money and they need some assets that if they want to catch those two teams, the spot where they can say, eh, we'll piece it together is running back. Because all the teams, again, for a second consecutive season who were successful, found different ways to make the running back position work. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Super Bowl is pretty interesting you know, science experiment when it comes to the running back position. You have one of the highest paid in the game in a rookie contract, a seventh-round rookie contract. Think about that. Mr. Irrelevant going up against a seventh-round running back in the Super Bowl. And Mr. Irrelevant, the quarterback for the Niners, and the seventh-round running back, Isaiah Pacheco, who a lot of people, he was the um, fashionable pick for MVP going into the Super Bowl. It, it is. We can't forget about the other guy in the other backfield, though. We do remember Christian McCaffrey. Is right. That, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but here's the thing. He hasn't won a Super Bowl. And he's not, he's not your typical halfback. He's not a running back. He's, 
He's a what Merrill Hodge, or he's he's a factor back. Like he's a wide receiver out of the backfield who can run the football. He he fixes a lot of things. But again, with all that money tied up in him, they haven't won a Super Bowl yet. So and Carolina's the one who paid him originally. They've been a dumpster fire since he left. Last year, the Eagles and the Chiefs, the there was no money in that running back room either side. You historically speaking, big ticket running backs haven't been in the big game in a very long time. Or at least it feels that way. I have to look more definitively. Well, the league overall is looking at the number that our running back can be paid and said, we just have to spend our money somewhere else. We have to spend it at quarterback. We have to spend it at offensive tackle. Wide receivers are getting a ton of money because they become the primary target of the quarterback. And we can run through those teams. Like my Buccaneers, Rashad White's had a really good season. Rashad White's a nice player. They didn't really want him. They, they kind of got stuck with him. The Green Bay Packers had a very good season. The reason Aaron Jones came back to the Packers, like everyone's like, whoa, Aaron Jones, free agent. He's going to make a lot of money. This song never came. Aaron Jones like, I'm not going to, to, uh, to test the market. I kind of like having a paycheck. I'm going to come back to Green Bay. Everyone's hyping up A.J. Dillon like, you know, 25 years old. Could be the prize of running back. Really? There's a reason why some running backs continue to come back to contenders because they feel like that's the way they can make some money to show their value on really good teams. Saquon Barkley, a really nice player, but if he decides to walk away, um, I guess both sides in this case would walk away from the Giants, they can go test it. Bills fan, what have you had about it? a year and a half of whether or not Saquon Barkley will be a Bill I saw, uh, now this could have been a fake graphic because it is social media in 2024 of most likely landing spot for Saquon. The Bills weren't even on there. They, even the Bills are like, you know what, we're good with James Cook now. Well, when's the last time they paid a running back? Yeah. Well, and, and like, I think there was a lot of parallels between Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs last year, at least going into the season. Once you got to the season, the, those are very different. But if you if you recall, both tagged. Both came to some kind of agreement with the team going into the season. Both showed up. Both were there in the beginning. Jacobs got hurt. Now, was he hurt because Josh McDaniels was overusing him? Was he really, really hurt? What was it? But the question that is being asked to the Raiders front office now, Tom Telesco, the new GM, and, and it was and I saw this somewhere else. I'm completely stealing, but I don't remember who said it first. It's not if Zamir White is a better running back than Josh Jacobs or vice versa. It's is Josh Jacobs a $10 million a year better running back than Zamir White? Because if he's not, let Jacobs go. That money that you would have had to pay him, you're still in the rookie contract for Zamir White. Go fill another hole because you got plenty of them. You got like, listen, I'm a Raiders fan, but plenty of holes, Giants fans, plenty of holes. Do you think it's better for you? To bring back Saquon at whether it's a tag, I I think I think if you tag him, I as his agent I have to make him hold out now. Because it is like we we came back out of out of good conscience and everything like that. Mind you, you tag him again after this, and it's like, what a gajillion dollars I think it is after that. Like you have to pay him like quarterback money if you try to tag him a third time. So it's the last time they're going to tag him if they tag him. But even if you tag him, what is that? Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen million dollars this year. If the New York Giants decide to tag Saquon Barkley, I would really think it's just stubborn at that point. And it feels like, and everyone has their favorite teams, it feels like right now in mid-February, the most stubborn NFL franchise, if they decide to bring back Saquon Barkley, is the New York Giants. 
because they don't want to give up on Daniel Jones. Why? Because the ownership group believes in him. They gave him a contract. They think he's the future. That's what they're saying to the media. Okay, fine. We want Saquon Barkley. He's been a great New York Giant. He's been a role model. We want him. Okay, but he wasn't very good last season. He was okay. He probably wasn't worth the price you paid him. We know that for a fact in comparison to other running backs. But you just want to have him there. You had a big-time wide receiver in Odell in the prime of his career. You paid him, and then you traded him, and then you didn't want a big-time wide receiver after that. Well, you did. You got Kenny Galladay, and that was an all-time bust. Like, there are certain things. I don't know if it's and, – and Brian Dable, like the Wink Martindale stuff. You weren't going to budge on that. There's some stubbornness, some old school. There's something going on here with the Giants, and maybe it's just having the franchise for so long. Like, we won doing it this way, and this is the way we're always going to do it. We believe in the player more than the performance, which is very nice for a movie. It's pretty cool to put out in a press release and a quote to the New York media, but everybody else isn't doing that anymore. Everybody else is finding other ways to win. So if that ends up being the case, it's more stubborn than smart for the Giants. It feels it feels like you, they think it's the easy button, right? So, like, all right, we still don't have the wide receivers we need. Uh, we made a big play at tight end. It didn't quite work out last year, but who knows? This year will be better. Daniel Jones is going to be healthy. We need that guy in the backfield to protect him and not just physically block for him, but actually protect him stat-wise. Like, so a two-yard screen pass becomes a 35-yard pass, and he looks so, so much better. We need that because we have so many weaknesses in other places. Go get a running back in the draft and fix those other places. Like, like take a wide receiver, take a quarterback, do all those things because definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. If you keep tagging and bringing back Saquon without actually building some kind of long-term plan around him, you're never going to win. And in a copycat league where more and more teams are successful without that marquee star running back than are with him, I think you got to let him go. I, I mean, I, it's. I think you threaten to tag him and see if you can get something for him. Maybe do the non-exclusive tag. Then you're also a chance you're left holding the bag too, where you got to give him money. Like this isn't this isn't like Dallas. Dallas with Tony Pollard. Dallas needs to clear up cast rates big time. They've got to get Michael Parsons. They've got to get Dax deal redone most likely. Uh, CD Lamb. There, there's like so many pieces that they need to fix. I think doing a franchise tag hurts them a ridiculous amount. And none of those three running backs. Saquon did the best of those three. Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley. They were the three that were tagged. None of them lit the world on fire. Saquon was the closest, but none of them. It was at the what end of the season, Tony Pollard started to look like Tony Pollard. It took a whole season for him to get there. I know he's coming off an injury, whatever. But none of them looked like they were worth the money that was spent on them, let alone what you would have to spend to actually get them to sign a long-term contract. So I think running back is out of the tag, at least for this year. Uh, there's the answer right there. That's what made the 2023 offseason and now the 2024 offseason, to me, really interesting, really interesting. Because what you said there is that we've now become used to the franchise tag for most teams being a running back thing. Hey, because the cap is moving and because the salaries of running backs are going down on average and we can still keep you because of your age, it sounds out loud to make the most sense to franchise tag a running back. But what we just saw this past offseason with Jacobs and Barkley, there will be teams who never do that ever again. They're like, the impact of those two players wasn't big enough for us to get to the postseason. 
It wasn't worth it in comparison to other running backs who outperformed them. The franchise tag for a running back could have died this past offseason off of two backs who were really good in 2022, the reason why they were tagged in 2023. It could be over. Like, that could be the end result. I don't know what – and here's the other bizarre part about it. What could have changed it? I know I did this conversation with you in July and August. If Saquon Barkley went for 1,400 yards and 12 touchdowns and Josh Jacobs led the AFC in rushing, we could have been sitting here the same time and said, you know, it's tough to be a running back. Like, yep. I-, I can't even tell you that if they performed well, they would have gotten a contract, which is the most frustrating part about it. That's That even probably proves the point of the tag's probably done for running backs. I can't scream and yell about this team should tag this running back because I don't even have an argument to do it anymore. Oh, oh no, I, I think I think you will still see tags for, for running backs the caliber of Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. I think you'll still see them because it means I didn't have to give you a long-term deal. Because that means that I've, I've now turned a four- or a five-year deal into a five- or six-year deal. Like, that's and – and then you're done. And then it's over. And if you – and again, if you blow up this year, I have another tag in my pocket I can use. I'll use that on you. Seven years, six or seven years. And if you start to tail off towards the end, bye-bye. But even if you don't, bye-bye. Because guess what? I'm going to do it all over again. I'm going to go draft another guy that kind of reminds you of you in this year's draft. There's probably some sports fans who are running back fans like you are, because we both are oh, running back fans. The yeah. running back position is cool. They would say, you know what? The tag is unfair. Like the whole the whole concept of the tag is not fair. That your employer, well, you know, the NFL obviously in this case, but just think about your own work when we talk about this. Your contract ends for your employer, and rather than negotiating a deal in good faith with your employer, they just say, hey, you're coming back for a year. We'll give you a raise, like a significant raise, but we won't give you job security. We won't even tell you if you're a good employer in, or an employee in comparison to other people. We're just bringing you back for another year. We're just going to do it. And yeah, just look around a little bit. Maybe you'll bring you back. Maybe we won't. But the reason that it really doesn't matter if you do or don't like the tag is because guess what they'd do if there was no tag? They'd probably just give them one-year deals. they probably right. just leverage it out and be like, you want to come play for one year? No. Okay. Somebody the only else thing is then, one. then collusion becomes obvious because at that point, you mean to tell me that if we both we both run teams, you run the Buccaneers, I run the Raiders, we both want Saquon Barkley really bad. He's a he's a complete and total free agent. He goes to you and goes, I'm pretty much in. I'm pretty much in. I just got to find out. I think Vegas is going to offer me two years. And you go, what? Okay. Call them. And then you call them first. And go, what are you doing two years? We, we agreed one year deals. Well, man, we're going for two. All right, cool. Click. We'll go two. Like that's it's if you want a player bad enough, you're gonna give him that extra year. You just you just front load the contract. Yep. I don't know. It's gonna be very. This is an interesting tag because we we kind of knew who was getting tagged last year. I don't. I, I think T Higgins, maybe the big defensive tackle from Baltimore, Madam Madam Bouquet or whatever the heck his naked name is. And then after that, I'm not really sure. I'm just not sure who it's going to be. May not be as many as we've been used to in past off seasons because of contracts and quarterbacks and how teams are manipulating the salary cap and everything else. Like even as we move through this spring, giant fan and other NFL fans who are looking for running backs, think about the options out there. Do you want Saquon or Josh Jacobs? Would you rather have a rookie and go get another position you want an upgrade for respect to whatever team you're rooting for an offensive lineman, defensive lineman somewhere else? What about Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry all but retired in Tennessee, didn't retire from the NFL, but basically said, hey, I know my future is no longer here. 
He's an option for the running back spot. Zeke Elliott. Uh, Zeke Elliott. Is that Derrick Henry calling me right now? Zeke Elliott. <laughs> basically, hey, he was okay at the end for the Patriots. Wasn't good at the start. But Zeke Elliott had an impact for New England yeah. later in the season. He's still out there. Well, it's like there's two backs thing. Like, like the old saying for quarterbacks used to be, if you have two, that means you don't have one. Now I think the new the new saying for running backs, if you don't have two, you don't have enough. Even uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was, was garbage a lot after his first two years. But there was a window where he stepped in when Pacheco was kind of banged up and helped out and helped got kept the Chiefs on their ascension to the postseason. You know, if you're going to go into a year, like if you're the Giants, if you're the Raiders, if you're, you know, the teams that have those franchise tag running at Cowboys, Derrick Henry's got to be highly sought after. If I can go Zamir White and Derrick Henry in the backfield for the Raiders, I got to feel like I got a chance. Now, if I don't have that other back, if he's my feature back, I'm good. No, thank you, sir. Appreciate you. We're going to look to the draft. We're going to look to the UFL. We're going to do those things. Um, it is LeVac and Gaz. And earlier today, I was talking, uh, I was talking, I was talking, you know, cars, trucks with Andy Gelcher, one of the owners over at uh, Mohawk Chevrolet. He was at the Daytona 500 when it got rained out, had to come back, didn't get to watch the race. This guy's everywhere. He's, listen, I'm going to tell you a secret, okay? So I'm, I don't, actually, I don't know if it's a secret. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you. He is so well-liked by the people at GM that they bring him to all this stuff. And that is one of the reasons there's over 260 new vehicles on the lot at Mohawk Chevrolet. That is also because of you, because you keep going to Mohawk Chevrolet. You keep making that smart decision and getting your vehicle from the people you can trust together. Let's drive at Mohawk Chevrolet, that great, beautiful dealership, the fleet services right there in the back. And because of that, Andy gets to go to Daytona 500. But he didn't get to because it got rained out the day he was there. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> he was, he's like he's you know he's 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 my friend. And so we pick on each other. What do you want me to do? But no, it's it's um, it's so cool when you talk to somebody like that because, you know, was it Nolan Arenado? You just heard him talking about baseball like it's just a job. Anthony Rendon. Rendon, same thing. Although Arenado uh, may have, and I missed all those it. all those corner infielders look alike to me. Um, but the, the, the beauty of it is when I'm sitting there talking to him about cars and he's getting fired up about, the, about the bow ties, the Chevys in the race, and he likes Honda still, you know, from his days with, with Mohawk Honda, but he loves Mohawk Chevy, loves it. Stopped answering emails that don't go to his Mohawk Chevy email. Yeah. Allegedly. I think he's just ignoring, ignoring me. Don't forget, LeVac, one <laughs> week from today, we'll be broadcasting live from Mohawk Chevrolet, Woo! February 27th. So we'll be back there one week from today, broadcasting with Andy and the great crew over at Mohawk Chevrolet. Great people. Amazing selection. I love it there. You will love it there as well. My daughter, just she's getting her car back today. She's so excited. She's like, I miss my car so much. That's the way you should feel about your ride. It's A lot of us, it's the second biggest, biggest investment you're going to make, your house and then your ride. You should love it the way I love my truck, the way my daughter loves her car. Mohawk Chevrolet, together let's drive at Mohawk Chevy, where they always go out of their way to please you. Five plus seven, does it equal a happy Gazi bear? Next, right here, Fox Sports Radio 95.9980. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. We are looking at a pretty good ride so far this afternoon, up and down the north way from Colony up into Clifton Park in Saratoga Springs. Top to bottom on 787, that's a pretty good ride. Collar City Bridge, Menands Bridge, both a little slow on your way into Queens. I-90, not too bad from East Greenbush over into Colony, and the throughway is fine. From the WGY Price Chopper Market 32 Traffic Center, I'm Mike Barker.
Taco Bell's new cravings value menu is a big deal. Or rather, it's 10 big deals. From new items like the loaded nachos to familiar favorites like the spicy potato soft taco. Check it out at a participating Taco Bell today. Available for a limited time only while supplies last. Are you a business owner, CEO, or responsible for marketing? If you are, iHeartMedia can help you reach your goals and find new customers. We reach more consumers in your target area than anyone else. And we can give you access to those potential customers more cost-effectively across radio, digital, podcasting, and social. We'd love to show you how iHeartMedia can work for you. From your cell dial, pound 250 and say keyword, great results. That's pound 250 and say great results. Basketball Hall of Famer Dwayne Wade explores the lives and motivations of sports, music, and entertainment icons in his podcast, The Why with Dwayne Wade. In each episode, he delves into the inspiration behind their greatness, reflects on his own career, and goes behind the curtain to get the stories you've never heard. How did you feel about me in 2006? Well, there wasn't a lot of love there, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> We've never had a conversation to this point. Listen to The Why with Dwayne Wade on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Pinnacle Behavior Health IPA reminds you that depression is a debilitating disease that affects more than 3 million people worldwide. It is the second leading disability. Antidepressants don't work for everybody. There are proven drug-free treatments such as transcranial magnetic stimulation. Despite being a newer treatment for depression, TMS has impressive efficiency rates and research results for adult patients. Presented by Pinnacle Behavior Health IPA. Offering TMS. PinnacleBehaviorHealth.com. 518-689-02. Burke Mechanical Systems, a local family-owned carrier authorized dealer with over 35 years experience. They specialize in high-efficiency gas furnaces, boilers, air conditioning, air source heat pumps, and geothermal. With an A-plus rating with a BBB, Burke Mechanical Systems is both an authorized New York State clean heat and NYSERDA participating contractor. Ask about their tune-ups for the heating season, free estimates on replacements, financing, and same-day service. Turn to the experts. Call Burke Mechanical Systems at 518-465-7524 or check out their website at B-O-U-R-Q-U-E-H-V-A-C. Hi, Alyssa here from Lillian David Fine Jewelers. You are just days away from the amazing Lillian David buy one, get one free wedding band sale. Buy one, get one free, or take 40% off, whichever is less for you. Here at Lillian David Fine Jewelers. Located in the shops at Wilton, just down from TJ Maxx. Taco Bell just dropped the new Cravings value menu. Now you can get 10 items for $3 or less, which means you can get the food you want for the price you want. It's almost like you can have your cake and eat it too. But in this case, it's a double-stacked taco from the new Cravings Value menu. So basically, you can have your double-stacked taco and eat it too, which is a lot crunchier than cake. The new Cravings Value menu is here. Get it at Taco Bell today. At participating U.S. Taco Bell locations while supplies last. Contact store for price and participation which vary. Tax extra. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. So we've known where the college football playoff games were there. It's ESPN. They made a uh, <laughs> they made a, a deal, a six-year extension between the college football playoffs and ESPN, which will take their relationship through 2031-32. It's uh, reportedly worth $1.3 billion per year, $7.8 billion in total. Whew. But that was contingent on a decision being made as to the format of the college football playoffs. And guys, we now know it is the five plus seven format. Okay. All right. So the five highest ranked conference champions and the next seven highest ranked teams in the college football playoffs. 
I ask you this, oh Heisman voter, oh bear of the Ghazi, who 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 are the five conference champions now? So <laughs> the SEC. Okay. I am using my fingers. You can't yeah. see this. Me too. I'm right there with you. The Big Ten. Okay. Those are no-brainers, right? The ACC. Okay, I guess. All right, you get in. The Big 12. Who? And I believe the fifth will have to be the group of five. So everybody else left over who aren't those big four. Sure's not the Pac-12? No long RIP. No longer exists. Pac-3? Just Is it Washington State or Oregon State? And the the pack your bags. There is one team I didn't mention there that I'll start with this. There is one fan base that should be absolutely furious today because what Levac and I just did like that's five plus seven. So that's the four major conferences that are left. The group of five is five. And then the seven best teams after that, that's five plus 12 or five plus seven is 12. Sure, that's right. Correct, correct. I'm getting there. Yeah. You should be furious today. If you're a Notre Dame football fan. Nope. You no. don't get to be. Why? You don't get to be. You can join a conference at any time. Big Ten has been flirting with you for years. Big Ten's been over here going, hey, Notre Dame, what's up, girl? You look good today. Mind if I carry your books to class? And then COVID happens, and you needed a conference. And the ACC went, come on in, girl. We got you. Come hang out with us for a year. It's okay. And Notre Dame has been like, eh, okay, fine. <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh. oh, no, but we want our own TV contract. You don't get to be a part of it. We want all the NBC money. <laughs> So now we're in a position where that's going to screw them. Good. Good. That's what you get. Greedy Irish. Not the fighting Irish or the greedy Irish. Is Levac. <laughs> Irish, I was in a conference is what they are now. Yes. If, if we didn't explain that well enough, the reason why Notre Dame fans should be upset and they had their opportunities to fix this is that no matter what, because they are not currently in a conference, the highest they can ever be in the college football playoff is five. Six. I thought it was five because they're technically the group of five. That's where it gets a little confusing. Where but they're like, not, that's the conference. Right. But it's no. the group of everybody else. I no, think it's going it's to have to be because those the, the, the everybody else are conferences. They're an independent. They're not in a conference. I could be wrong. I will double check that. But I'm I think almost, the highest thing can be a six. Oh, my God. That's even worse. Because I think this is based on one of the other conferences stepping up and taking the place of Pac-12. That's insane. If you're a Notre Dame fan, now some yeah. people who hate Notre Dame are going to be like, "Doesn't matter. You'll never get that high, anyways." That's not the. That's not the point, though. If you're the second best team, you should be the second best seed. Yeah, like that's how it should be. Now, see, I don't know if the this doesn't say that's what the seeding's going to be, but you're the sixth in. Where you got to think about it. so like uh, Michigan, Syracuse, they have twelve chances to be in. Well, I'm sorry, that's not true. They have eight chances to be in. They can win a conference, or they can be one of the seven. Notre Dame can never win a conference because they're not in one. So they have seven chances to get in versus eight for the other schools. Yes, and there's also an argument that can be made that Notre Dame can whine and complain that I believe it's five, it could be six, we'll figure that out. But they can whine and complain about that, but guess what they could also do? Join a conference. Join a conference is one option, or make a cupcake schedule. Because now if you're Texas or you're Oklahoma – you're going to join the SEC. You can go nine and three, and your losses can be to like spitball in here, uh, Alabama, Georgia, and whatever your non-conference game is. Like you could lose three games against really good teams and not potentially be invited to this. While Notre Dame can beat like Stanford, 
Michigan State, Boston College, Hawaii, they can make their schedule cupcake. So there's two ways to look at it. Mm -hmm. You can say Notre Dame's going to get screwed over because they'll never be considered the highest team. Or, like you said, you had your chance, you blew it for decades. Or Notre Dame football is going to get really boring really fast because they're going to say, give us the easiest opponents because we want to get that money. There's a third. There's a third. And it's the one that I expect to be the most likely. Notre Dame equals ratings. So when the college football playoff committee does their rankings and they're getting down 10, okay, um, Boise State, oh, go, yeah, go, yeah, go, 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 11. Uh, what, how do we feel about uh, Georgia Southern? That's good. But so, is something missing? Does anybody know something's missing? Nothing? No, okay. All right, number 12. This is where it's tough. I really want to fit in. Toledo looked really strong this year. I think they have a chance. What do you mean Toledo? What about what about Virginia Tech? What about this one? That one? Ooh, that's right. We should go for a big school. That's we can do that. We can go for a big school right now. Um, and somebody in the corner goes, "Hey, wouldn't Notre Dame give us the best ratings?" Ooh, number twelve is Notre Dame. Number twelve is Notre Dame. Every time, every single time that they're in the argument, they're going to get it because because their fan base. Listen, we are in New York. You. Your father and myself got on a bus in New York to go to Yankee Stadium to watch Syracuse, which is a New York school, play Notre Dame. And we were the only Cuse fans on a full bus, a full Yankee Trails bus. We were, And we walked on and they booed us. Boo! <laughs> they booed us. And then were nice to us for a little while and then laughed at us the whole way home. It was probably because I was drunk and snoring. But... The Notre Dame equals ratings. They're always going to get an unfair shake in this thing. The, what's going to be great is when we get down to that 12th spot, that bubble spot, if you will, and Florida International had an amazing year, and they, they're the, oh, my gosh. And they get left out for a 10-2 and two Notre Dame team. <laughs> and then everybody goes, we need 13 playoff spots. You know what I'm waiting to happen? I think that's going to be great. It is going to be great theater. Like the Florida State fans who cried about Florida State not getting in last year. Florida State, they went 12-0. and You got crushed. I felt bad that they didn't get in. I really did. But watching the results of the semifinal games and the finals, I think it was pretty pretty easy to say at that point Florida State was not one of the top four teams. They did everything to get there. We won't have as many complainers, I believe. I know, I know we still you funny. Get, I know we still get it at the NCAA tournament with 68 teams and other tournaments. But I would hope that there's a little bit more separation in college football that we can all see what the best teams are. But I want to see the spin job by some of the old school college football analysts. The old college football coaches, not so much because some of the legends have now just stepped aside and retired. But the people that used to have this take of, you know what makes college football the best sport? It's the regular season. We don't need a playoff. We don't need it. What makes college football great is every game means something. That your season's on the line every single week. I can't wait to see the spin job by some of these people. Like, you know, it's really good to have a playoff. You know, <laughs> I've always thought a 12-team playoff's great for the sport. Look how much money it's making its popularity. No, no, no. The ultimate spin job is about to come this fall for some people who stood on. No, no, no. College football never needs it. I love college football. It is my favorite sport. I cannot wait for this. I'm fine with the 12-team format. Some people would want 16. Some people would want 8. But you reward conference champions. You actually make conference championship games mean something against two good teams. 
Most people have dumped their division, so we're going to get great games. That team who wins that game gets a top four seed. If you're not a fan of kids opting out of bowl games, that's going to eliminate that problem. You're going to get content from December to January, more college football. If you complain about the schedule not being uh, as short as it used to be, welcome to NIL. They're going to get paid. They're on campus anyways. They're not waiting around for a month for a football game. All of this is great. Is it really greedy? Yep. Yeah. Is a lot of money going to be made over kids? They're getting paid now too. Yep. Guess what? We're all going to watch. This is one time where greed conquers and actually is better for the sport. We're all going to be Florida State fan. You want to prove it? Go out in the playoff now. This is great for college football. And this seems like the most obvious statement, LeVac, and I don't know why I have to even explain it, but the fact that more teams are in contention to win a championship makes the sport better. Yeah. March Madness is not too far away. The fact that it's 68 teams compete for a tournament, some people still want it expanded, makes that so much fun. The fact that we're going to have 12 teams competing for a national championship from the West Coast to the East Coast is going to make college football more popular than it's ever been in history. I agree. And and listen, if you ask every one of the players in this playoff situation, what would you rather do? Become a professional football player or whatever their major is? 98% are going to say football player and 2% are going to lie to you because they don't know if they can make it to football. Um, so this gives them a better chance. When you were torching Notre Dame and saying it's their fault, I might have missed you saying this, so I apologize. I thought yeah. you said this when you were roasting them. Did you mention that on this committee was the Notre Dame president? I didn't I didn't mention that yet. <laughs> I didn't mention that yet. There's no there's no perfect scenario, but it, like, it is it is the, it, it's, that's just the luck of the Irish right there, right? That's all that is. So again, there's they are always going what Notre Dame has built. I will both make fun of because I hate that they're not in a conference and they get all these like special rights, but I also will have to, you know, tip the cap. They built a school, a program that is extremely polarizing. You can love me. You can hate me. The only thing I don't want is you think nothing of me. And that's Notre Dame. People love Notre Dame. People hate Notre Dame. Growing up, some of the like adults that I looked up to the most were Notre Dame fans. But they were so over the top Notre Dame fans. Even as a kid, I learned the phrase, my two favorite teams are Michigan and whoever's playing Notre Dame. Like that's I learned that as a little kid. And it was because how how over the top Notre Dame fans can be. And that's one of the most over the top fans you're ever going to talk to. So like what they did though is they built they built a monster that everybody wants to be a part of. They either want to slay that monster or cheer for it. I'm curious of this after that take you just had there about Notre Dame and Michigan. And I, I feel I'm not trying to paint you as the bad guy here because you're not going to root for potentially Cinderella in this case. But does college football need more parity? I don't think it's as easy. They're going to get it. Right. I don't think it's as easy as people think that question is. Do they actually need it? L- let me give you my take on that. I would love it. I think it'd be cool if James Madison's the 12 seed or the five or however that seeding goes through or uh, Northern Illinois, Boise State. It's going to be the game that everyone from a Cinderella perspective is going to root for the underdog, the small guy, everything else. But college football has been based on the schools that have been great for 50, 60, 70 years. Like, 
The sport in, that's popular in American team sports that has the least amount of parity is college football. It does. Like, college basketball has the upsets, and in professional sports, the salary cap has helped for more parity. But college football doesn't have parity. And people would say it needs it, but it's like the way you identify the athletes is who plays for Alabama, who plays right. for Michigan, who plays right. for Ohio State, who plays for all, Georgia, all these Clemson. Like, you identify the school, Texas, Notre Dame, before you identify the player. And that sells. Like, there is not constant college football fans who go through the five-star recruits of the portal and everything else. So the brands matter. So I hope there's more parity. I think it's cool. But if you asked every single person on the committee, are you rooting for parity? They said, no, we're rooting for money. What can make us the most <laughs> amount of money? It's not James Madison well, yet. Well, everybody loves an underdog. So it'll be like one of those things. Like one year it'll be James Madison. It'll be that 12th seed. One year it'll be, you know, whoever. Syracuse will do it, even though, though, because you love the bubble, the the basketball sickness will permeate through. But it's just it, it's there's there's so much potential with the way this is laid out. I like this. This is what I wanted, but I wanted it when I thought there was a definitive five power conferences. Now we got to figure out who that fifth power conference is, or is it just the best team out of the power five? Who I don't I don't know. We'll we'll see. It's not bad. I'm I'm happy. We're getting to twelve. I think that's as I can't wait for everybody to complain and say we need seventy five. But we're getting to twelve and that's what matters. One thing we didn't mention here that is conflicting reports, we'll call it. Conflicting reports, maybe just flat out not finalized yet. Rose Bowl, Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Cotton Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, uh Peach Bowl. Yeah, I got all six there. They don't know what the future is. Like we used to have conference tie-ins, like the SEC would yeah. play the ACC, the Big Ten would play the Pac twelve. Right. Now, because of conference changes and more, that's not been decided. So, look, if you love the Rose Bowl, if you love everything that is Pasadena and the scene on New Year's Day, I believe they haven't confirmed what they're doing yet. So, keep your eyes on social media of how that whole thing is going to work. I'd be fine if it was just based on seating. Like, like one plays 12 here. This one plays this one here. This one plays this. Just whatever. whatever. You know what I mean? Like Again, seriously, whatever. We're finally getting to a point where we got – we're gonna have we're gonna have the twelve best teams, or as close as we're gonna be able to get to figuring that out, fight it out on the field for a championship. I hope I hope this would be funny if they try this. The pod system. So the pod system in college basketball, for those who don't know, like it's set up so that the regional sites are closer to the teams who get it. So for instance, like years ago, like the, Albany had a spot, right? Like UConn and Iona played last year, I believe, because it's closer. It'd be great if they say, hey, we're doing a pod system for the college football playoff. How weird is this? Uh, the West Coast team and the Big Ten team. Look at that. They're going to play in Pasadena. <laughs> and, hey, uh, I mean, it's Atlanta. I guess we could put an SEC team in there. And, look, there's another ACC. The Peach Bowl. The Orange Bowl. Like, oh, no, no, it's the pod system. We swear. No one's going to believe that. But, boy, they could try to sell it like that. I almost would, like, I would wish they would actually say, say the truth. Like, hey, we look through what our criteria is to pick who plays where. And in looking at that, we were, it was made available to us to honor history and it will be the big 10 versus this. It'll be the big, like that would be kind of fun. That would, that'd be cool. We think, uh, we think USC can sell more tickets at the Rose bowl than they can in the orange bowl. So they're going there and who knows? Maybe nobody will care as long <laughs> as they're the higher seed. Yeah. Okay. Like if USC yeah. was like the 10th seed, and then, like in the first round, they got to go to the they got to go to the road. I'd be like, "All right, hold on, no, no, that's not fair. How dare you?" 
Um, back on the winning track, our good friends, the Firewolves. The first place Albany Firewolves. Levac, they won their biggest game of the season over the, over the weekend at MVP you. Arena. 13-11 winners. That is the first place team in the NIL. They are killing it right now, the Albany Firewolves. Looking forward to all season long. You're a terrible person. Continuing to support this franchise. 345 on Wednesdays is when you all season long have heard from the coaching staff players and more. Looking forward to a new conversation tomorrow at 345. Go out and support this team. The most important Firewolves conversation of the year. It's coming up tomorrow at 345. More home games on the way, including a Friday night game in March at MVP Arena. We have more details on that coming up as we get closer and closer to that. But go out and support this first place team, the Albany Firewolves. Whether it's getting those tickets, we hope you can do it. MVP Arena. Follow them across social media. So many different platforms. Leave them some tweets, some Instagram, some thoughts, Facebook, all that stuff. ALB Firewolves. They want to interact with you. and Get some gear, man. I want to see more Albany Firewolf gear across the Capitol region. Supporting these guys and showing that love to a team doing great across the 518s. The Albany Firewolves, looking forward to that conversation tomorrow. Go out and support that franchise. First place and the winners of the biggest game of the season so far this past weekend. I'm going to nerd out coming up. I'm, I'm excited. This is... A full nerd excitement just coming your way next right here. LeVac Goss, Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. Pay less for the dress. Sponsored by CDPHP is officially coming back to Proctor's Key Hall on March 8th. A chance to buy a new or gently used prom dress or formal wear for just $9.95. Tickets are on sale now at proctors.org and are limited. So get them today. All proceeds benefit the Proctor's Scholarship Fund and the Center for Disability Services. It's pay less for the dress. Friday, March 8th from 4 to 9 p.m. Tickets at proctors.org. A special thanks to CDPHP, Proctor's, and Best Cleaners. A Buff and Beyond Fire Safety Security reminds you to patronize locally owned small businesses. They provide the most jobs to residents in the capital region. Money spent with locally owned establishment goes directly back into the community. When you decide to buy local, it keeps your family and neighbors employed, encourages local prosperity, and keeps our community strong. Presented by Above and Beyond Fire, helping you stay safe for all of your fire protection needs, from extinguishers to sprinklers and alarm. We have you covered. It's not just President's Day at Meridian's Furniture, it's the biggest sale of the year. Come to Meridian's now for the President's Day sale and get deep discounts in all departments. Living rooms, dining rooms, bedrooms, power reclining furniture, home office, and more. At Meridian's, these incredible savings are on the best brands like Fjords, Elrand, Bradington Young, Cannadel, Amisco, King Hickory, Jonathan Lewis, and even Solidwood Amish furniture from Yutzi's Urban Collections. You'll also find presidential savings inside Meridian's giant sleep centers too with beauty rest, living life fully charged with beauty rest queen mattresses starting at just $3.99 or save up to $1,100 off select beauty rest black mattresses and adjustable sets plus ask about free delivery free setup and free removal of your old mattress during the president's day sale going on now at meridian be a furniture shopping mvp with the meridian's value promise always top quality always the latest styles always the lowest possible price at meridian's furniture albany clifton park and meridians.com the IRS finally caught up with Louie. I hadn't paid my taxes in eight years. I owed the IRS a lot of money. Louie was in deep trouble. We're going to take your house, put a lien on your bank account, uh, garnish your pay. They don't care. They're going to take your paycheck. Louie found out about Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, they've resolved over $1 billion for their clients. Optima Tax, they helped me. They calmed me down. They made me feel comfortable, and I trust them. Louie has a lot to be thankful for. I 
don't owe the IRS anymore, and I'm um, able to live a comfortable life, <laughs> a lot better life. It was because of Optimal Tax. For tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Take it from Louie. If you owe the IRS, don't go it alone. Give Optimal Tax a call. They can help you. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. I spray and scrub, but the soap scum in my bathtub is still there. I spray and scrub, but the burnt sauce on my stovetop sticks around. Sprays can leave grime behind, but new Mr. Clean Ultra Foamy Magic Eraser combines the scrubbing power of an eraser with the cleaning power of Dawn to melt away tough messes on contact. Just wet, squeeze, and erase. Stop spraying, start erasing, and clean with more magic than ever with new Ultra Foamy Magic Eraser. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Hookers and weed, hookers and weed. <laughs> that wasn't on purpose. How did that happen? Now? I don't know, but I'm not mad about it. Oh, man. I got to tell you, I know a lot of people keep coming to me lately and going, so hookers and weed. Now, that's fine. But if I'm with somebody else, you got to give me a second to explain before you walk away. You know, that's all I need. So I can go, hookers and weed. Great craft lager. You're going to love it. You should try it at Glenville Beverage. King's Tavern, Latham Bev, LePage's Market. I, love, I haven't been to LePage's Market in a while. I gotta get over it. I like that place. But Hookers and Weed is a great craft beer. It's uh, it's brewed right in Lake George, and it's brought to you by two uh, fabulous, fabulous women, JJ Hookers and Willow B. Weed. So they took the Hookers and Weed last names, put it together, and made an amazing brand that you will enjoy. Hookers and Weed Craft Lager. Go to hookersweed.com today. Check out the store locator for all the great places that you can enjoy hookers and weed. Uh, I'm telling you, I could go for an ice cold hookers and weed right now. Just an ice cold one, just pops, and then just throw it back. What a great way to end the day. Just a big old mouthful of hookers and weed. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. Oh, all right. <laughs> Before I nerd out, do you? I'm, I'm going to nerd rage. Do you just want to rage rage after what I sent you? No. He doesn't know. He's not getting them. No, no, no. <laughs> Somebody sent me a message about Syracuse football who will remain nameless. That was a shot. It was unnecessary. <laughs> and you know better. And you know who you are. Okay? You know who you are. Why are you talking about Syracuse football with your nuts on the table? All right. Um, you don't play video games. You, you, you're waiting for the NCAA football game to come out, right? My, I used to love playing video games. I'm not a very good one-player shooter game. Not okay. like GoldenEye, that stuff. Call of Duty, I'm very bad at bad it. Duty. So I found myself playing more team games. I really stopped playing like 10 years ago in my mid-20s just because lifestyle changed, and I love the college football and Madden games, and those are my games. I played a little 2K, but now with two kids, uh, much, much more difficult. So I there's there's certain games that I really like, and, and I know our, our guy Mike from Claim to Fame Entertainment, so they're like, you're a gamer. Stop picking on us. I want more code Red Mountain Dew, Mom. Um, but I, I do, I do, I like a lot of games. I do like a lot of, but good ones. They got to be really, really good games. And a couple years, well, actually, more than a couple years ago, a, lo- a while back, my nephew goes, "Have you played Borderlands?" And I'm like, "I don't care. I've never heard of it. I'm not going to play it." So I played it, and I loved it. It's one of like the most epic shooter games of all times. Like. There was a while where they had a promo that they have the like Guinness Book of World Records had to admit the fact that they had the most guns, the most different variety of guns and weapons and everything in their game. Whoa. 
So they've got a bunch of them out now. You know, there's Borderlands, Borderlands 2, Borderlands 3, Tales of Borderlands. And they will finally have a movie. And I've been hearing about this movie for a while. It's uh, Eli Roth, who, who makes gory movies. And the game was gory, so I'm assuming there'll be some gore in the game, in the movie. Um, the cast blew me blew me away. I was like, I can't, I can't believe this is the cast for the Borderlands movie. The, the trailer comes out tomorrow. So there's a little like snippet of the trailer out. There's the, the tagline is chaos loves company. It is Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, Ariana Greenblatt, uh, Florian Montano and Jamie Lee Curtis Whoa. are in this movie. Whoa. It is going to be the best. I think if they do this right, it is going to be insanely hysterically funny. So like, like Jack Black is this little robot called Claptrap. Who says like the weirdest things the whole time? Uh, Kevin Hart is a dude named Roland who's like this this like badass space marine in the whole thing. Kate Blanchett is like she's a siren, which is like she's stuff. Jamie Lee Curtis plays this 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 doctor scientist named Tannis, who like there's there's a part in the first game where you hear Tannis talking about the fact that she thinks her chair is plotting against her, and but they become friends. Chair? The chair. You said chair. The chair. Yeah, the chair that she sits in. Like it's it is it is one of the most well written, insane things you've ever seen in the video game. And I can only hope that they did this they did it justice in the movie. Trailer comes out tomorrow. I haven't been to the theater in a while because this hasn't been something that I couldn't wait to see. I will go see this one in the theater. You have sold me on this, not even playing the video game of wanting to see this movie. And now I'm thinking about this while you're telling the story about the cast. I'm like no, there have actually been some recent movies based off of video games that have been really good. Like the Super Mario Brothers movie. Pretty good. Pretty good. Sonic 1, not so much Sonic 2. Not bad. I don't watch either one of those. I have to watch those ones. They're okay. <clears throat> uh, I know uh, the Halo thing is getting promoted constantly on Paramount+. Plus. It, you know, it's it's true to the game, I think. I, I don't I don't know. But this is... This is going to be insane. So if you had to pick right now, because yeah. I think I might watch the movie before I play the video game. All right. So if you had to make a movie right now, the, the topic overall, would you base it off of a video game, a historical or pop culture event, a sports moment, uh, a music? No, I guess pop culture. I guess there's three, right? It's either you're going to make your movie off of a video game. You're either going to make your movie off a pop culture event or sports. Unless I'm missing one big one there. Like, it feels like video game could be the future of, because everyone doesn't come up with original ideas anymore for movies. They want to do remakes. I saw Twister's getting remade. Everything's getting remade. It's a sequel. Right. Oh, it's a sequel. Oh, I believe it's a sequel. All right. Because I think it's Twister's now. Oh, with an S. Pretty excited about that. Didn't Alien already do that? Aliens? Yeah, but that's, that's one of the, that's a great franchise. They've got new movies coming out, too. They're doing more prequel stuff. I think I'm into the video game stuff having movies because you get the double audience you get the just the regular movie goer and then you get the nerds who are going to see it no matter what i'm into this i think i can sell yeah this is well good there's stuff. certain games like and again it really they have to this is such a well-written stupid game like it's it like you no one should play borderlands and go oh my life is now deeper and more fulfilled like you play borderlands because you want to shoot things in the face there's there's legitimately a character called Shoot him McFace because he wants you to shoot him in the face. Like that's his whole reason for being there. He's a bonus character. You got to find him. Like I'm, I'm telling you, it's a weird game. 
But in the second one, there's a guy named Handsome Jack, and he is the best villain that you've ever, because he just says the most terrible things to you, and you're just sitting there going, why is he so good at being evil? Like, he, it's, he, you know, he is a, uh, he, he is a, he's, he's like, I have, he goes, this isn't about money for me. I have so much money. I have a horse that I've encrusted in diamonds. It's a diamond encrusted horse. I call her Butt Stallion. Like, <laughs> like, it's, like, it's just so, like, he's just so great. And he won, like, all these awards in the video game world. But it's just, it's so well written because you get lost in it. You're sitting there and you're just in this game for no reason. There's nothing, there's no redeeming. It's Mad Max meets uh, Carrot Top. I don't know, like, when he was good. It's crazy. Your excitement about this game, I hope gamers have that excitement about the games they play because it feels like, again, me just being not great at one-player shooter games and seeing the franchise of Madden and soon to be, hopefully, knock on wood, college football this summer in 2K and MLB The Show and everything else, that it feels like sports fan who has a video game likes to complain about, oh, it didn't have this, it didn't have that, it didn't have that. And maybe I'm way too deep into it and it really doesn't happen as often as I think, but that's just the audience I consume. It feels like, LeVac, gamers who play this and other, let's say, non-sports video games have so much more fun and appreciate the game more than sports fan who wants to complain about it not being this, that, or the other. Am I wrong? Is that is that too um, hot of a take there? There'll, there'll be some serious nerd rage if they don't get this one right, especially because they, they've been working on it for so long. Is it Tim Roth? It's one of those. It's getting, they've been working on this for a long time. Like I've heard rumors. I thought they were, I thought they were lies. Like I was like, I could see Jack Black doing it. Like Jeff, Jack Black and Kevin Hart. Okay, they both done Jumanji. They both, you know, uh, you know, J Jack Black was, you know, part of the uh, the Mario Brothers movie. So I see those guys doing video game movies. Kate Blanchett is like a next level actress. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, everything's kind of gone down the pooper since she did the Activia commercials. But she, like, she's in the bear, which you still need to watch. I, I, I'll get around to it. All right, right after I watch Borderlands movie. Um, but it's just like that's that's a cast. Like that is a insanely like that couldn't. This is not a cheap movie. There's no way that this was cheap to make. And like, these are the main characters. There's so many side missions and characters of people that like. And they're all, again, they're well-written to the point where each one of the characters you meet says something at some point that you, if you know somebody else who plays the game, you've quoted. Rank these three things okay. over the course of the next year. Okay. So from February 2024 to 25. Okay. That you will watch. Okay. The Borderlands movie. One. The Bear television show, all three seasons, season three comes out this summer. Or... The Dynasty, now out on Apple Plus about the New England Patriot Dynasty. That's getting good reviews, a lot better than the Brady weird thing that ESPN released. Uh, that's three. That's three. Why that's, like, gonna... that's like 10 for you. Yeah, why the I... Patriot Nation. Like, so far, you, content? You, you've, I I, like, I have to watch those. You, you locked me in a cell, and those are the only things available to me. Is that what I have? So I'm going to watch the Borderland movie, one, two, and three. Uh, the same movie over and over. And you know I hate doing that. Uh, then The Bear. And I'll probably watch The Bear three or four more times. Then maybe Borderlands again. And then I'll watch The Dynasty. Why would I want to relive that evil, evil dynasty? I've got like two minutes here. But you and I are going to have our first NCAA tournament bracket challenge coming up. We're a few weeks away from this. I'm excited to start giving you more Try details. I want to get my daughter in on it. Well, there's the problem, <laughs> right? Because here's, here's what's happened. If you followed the show for a long time, it used to be LeVac's daughter versus me. 
But last year we weren't on the air at the point, so we took a year off. And the year before, I believe she forgot to do her bracket, which is hysterical. <laughs> so yeah. she, and then the other year we didn't do it. So maybe we start a new tradition this year. I don't know. Maybe Rex or Wes is involved. But a hilarious punishment, Levesque, if you were to lose it, have you six hours of the documentary. Oh, no. Get me out of here. <laughs> I can't listen to Brady again. That would be a hilarious punishment, a, a binge watch with Levesque. Oh. The Patriot documentary on Apple Plus. Because it's just like if you zig where you zagged, I probably have a, a Super Bowl or two for the Raiders. That's the problem. I can't. The Raiders were going to be favored over the greatest show on turf. They would have been the favorite. It, I mean, come on. What are we doing here? Yeah, no, g- give me Borderlands. I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm fired up. I can't wait for the, the trailer tomorrow. It better be good. It better. It better be good. That's all I'm saying. That sounds like my wonderful wife, Lillian David Fine Jewelers, when I originally talked to her about buying her an engagement ring. No, she never was like that, luckily. But, guys, you have to admit it. Maybe your girlfriend is like that. It better be good when you get that proposal. It bet- If she's given that pressure, whether joking or not joking, the family-owned and operated business, the shops of Wilton Lillian David Fine Jewelers can help you find exactly what she's looking for. I know from experience, guys, my engagement ring, wedding band, anniversary gifts, holidays, I keep going back to Lillian David Fine Jewelers to help Find out exactly what she is looking for. We don't know. We need some help. And Alyssa, David, Tammy, G, yeah, the whole I'm staff I'm excited there. about the Borderlands movie. You think I know what, I, what jewelry to buy? They will definitely help you find it, and they'll help you find the piece of jewelry that fits your budget. What's going on? How does it go this way? What's happening? Lily and David find jewelers. They will walk you through the entire process. Head over there. Shops of Wilton. They will take care of you. When you stop in, tell me you heard about it from Gaz right here. Fox Sports 95, 9 and 980. And hour number two. Top four, four. We call it that because it's poop. No, it, it, snacks. The, the two, big, the deuce. It's, this report is sponsored by AutoZone. Get in the zone. FMHD2 Albany, W240EC Albany, Fox Sports 980 and 95.9 FM. It's time for the top four, four with Levac and Gaz. Time for the four biggest stories in the world of sports. It's Roger by Malakanda with the hell. Go out of the way to please you. Guys, what's the fourth biggest story? Let's do this one more time for those no. for those who might have missed it in our first hour. The college football playoff has now been decided. Five plus seven. Five automatic bids going to teams who are going to represent their conference championships. And then seven at large. Well, back, we talked a lot about this in our number one. If you missed it, Apple, Spotify, the iHeart app. Turn on those automatic downloads for Levac and Gaz. Yeah. I don't know if I got this answer out of you. Do you like the 12-team format? Do you think it's good for the history of the future of college football? I do right up until they start yelling and complaining that it needs to be a 16-team or something. Ah, that's right. Um, no, I, I like it. I, I think 12 is good. I think I think if you can get your – I assume there would be a power five. I think someone's going to go fill that vacuum. So if you can get your conference champs from all five, and then you can add in seven more good teams, it should be fun to watch. We should should add a lot of uh, a lot of drama, more games. I, I I also assume that it means that some of the lesser bowls will get kind of flushed out for this. I wonder if they'll change the rules. Uh, you gotta have six wins to get in a bowl game. They felt like a rule that was just accepted. And then uh, well, it's it's COVID. Five's fine. Uh, we have a bowl game. Will you come, please? We'd like to make money. Curious if that rule of six wins changes across college football. You know what would be a fun? Eh, I'll take that back. I said, you know what would be a fun concept if they had a bowl game where it would be an FBS versus an FCS team, but 
They have their own playoff, guys. They play for a championship. We'll move on to story number three as I start talking to myself again in the microphone. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets have made a coaching change, LeVac. Jacques Vaughn, no longer the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. It is now Kevin Ollie. If you haven't been following the timeline of the Brooklyn Nets head coach, Jacques Vaughn was the coach, and then he was fired because Steve Nash was hired, but he actually wasn't fired. He was just demoted to assistant coach. And then Steve Nash got fired. And then Jacques Vaughn said, can I be the coach again? And they're like, sure, you're now the head coach again. And then this time he really did get fired. Kevin Ollie, you might remember that name. He helped lead UConn to a national championship before he had some sanctions placed on him. Well, back, I read a stat today from NBA Central that this season, from the start of the season until now, that the Brooklyn Nets local fan base, 38% of the fans have left. When we talk about viewing the team, the only team that's higher is the Portland Trailblazers. That's at 60%. Does it matter who the head coach is for the Brooklyn Nets? Is this team have a long way to go before they're relevant again, especially even here in New York? Yeah, it, it feels that way, but let's be let's be real. I mean, if they if they stop the bleeding and build something that that wins basketball games, they'll be they'll be back to being like at least conversational. The funny part is they always want to take over New York. New York loves the Knicks. The Knicks are New York's team. You can you can be an also team, like you could be the other team, and if you win, you'll be talked about, you'll be loved. But if you think you're ever going to take New like every time the Nets are like, yeah, we're New York's team now, bleep you, blue and orange, well, you're wrong because look at it, look at the Knicks right now. Like, like no good players, good stars, nobody like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, any of those guys and way more loved than you ever were. The New Jersey slash Brooklyn Net franchise has truly, over the last decade plus, done everything to be cool, and they still don't feel cool. They brought in Mikhail Prokhorov, who was the Russian billionaire who said he'd buy all the players. That didn't work out. He sold the team. They had Jay-Z as yeah. an owner at one point, but he had to get out because of the they agency. scary-ass night mascot. <laughs> they did have him. They had Kevin Durant, Kyrie, James Harden, and Ben Simmons. They still didn't win. They've tried to be cool. They moved to Brooklyn. They were hipsters. <laughs> they still don't feel cool. I still don't find myself entertained by Nets basketball. And it wasn't just about 20 years ago where they actually were in the NBA Finals with very entertaining players like Jason Kidd and Vince Carter. I usually put this at number one, so that means there's a big story here at number one. Number two is Syracuse basketball taking on NC State today, and it's on our sister station. WGY coverage gets underway at 6 o'clock. Tip-off set for 7 o'clock is the Orange take on the NC State Wolfpack. Programming note, Syracuse is here against Notre Dame, WOFX 95, 9 and 980 this Saturday. Three hours. When you and hear those names together, does that give you PTSD? What? For that trip that we went yeah, it does. to see Notre Dame versus Cuse for, for football? Yeah, because I also remember how fun those games were. You had three-point shootouts, Colin Falls, and Luke Heron, Goaty, Jerry McNamara. Now both teams aren't very good. Uh, Levac, it feels like the bubble was burst over the weekend as Syracuse lost to a 10-win Georgia Tech team. Can you give me any hope that even after that loss to Georgia Tech over the weekend, Syracuse basketball could get back on the bubble? Remember I was just saying, like, if you put together some wins and a good team, people will pay attention. You, you, you're never more than, like, a two- to three-game win streak away from telling me that Syracuse is in it. Like, it's it's you're you're a diehard Syracuse fan. As long as they are mathematically alive, you got a chance, and I'm not going to talk you out of it. 
This hopefully won't offend some people, but this is the only comparison I can get to because it's on GY tonight. I feel like Syracuse basketball fans in 2024 are like Nikki Haley fans. They're like, hang on. If this, this, and this happens to President Trump, then we're back in this. Hang on. <laughs> if this, wait, well, I read a website. My cousin found a poll that if this bracketologist has these five, hang on. If they win the conference champion, that's if what we it start feels playing like. with a rectangle basketball instead of a round one, I think we have a chance. I don't feel good about the orange. I will root for them. I'm a Syracuse fan. I think it should be a really fun game tonight. This will probably be a one-possession game right I to the end. I predict at least one more time this year you're going to come in and tell me, they're back on the bubble, baby! They played so bad over the weekend. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. And we move on to story number one here. Let me give you this guy's resume. 239 games with one team. 25 career postseason games, top 10 all time, 10 time Pro Bowler, 16 years in the NFL. And one coach said this about this player who retired today quote, He deserves every accolade someone could receive. He is a once in a lifetime player, the best in NFL history at his position. Levesque, that's Matthew Slater, who retired today. Second generation guy. Jackie Slater, his father, the Hall yeah. of Famer. Hearing those type of achievements for Slater, who is a team captain for 13 straight seasons. What do you make of Matthew Slater's Hall of Fame resume? Is it a done deal slam dunk that he's going to be a Hall of Famer in years from now in Ohio? Get that gold jacket? I don't, I don't know. It's so hard to get special teams guys in. I think we live in a day and age where every fan feels more educated than they ever have before. Um, so you're seeing like people, people argue about offensive linemen. People argue about kickers. People will argue about special teams focused guys. Uh, I think he gets in. I don't know how many tries it takes because he is, he is a huge part of what they, what they built in new England. You, you got to win. Uh, Belichick will say it all the time. I gotta win at least two of the three sides of the ball. I gotta win offense, defense, and or special teams. He's a huge reason they won a lot of special teams battles. The hardest thing about Matthew Slater, and if you're a Boston fan, if you're a New England fan, it's a done deal, no doubt, Hall of Famer. Like regionally, this seems like it's not a doubt for Patriot fans. The problem is on a national scale, so like what is his position? Ray Guy, you're a Raider fan. He yeah. was a punter. Yeah. Uh Morton Anderson, who's in the Hall of Fame, he's a kicker. Devin Hester wasn't just a kick returner he was a kick returner punt returner wide receiver matthew slater is truly a special teams player yeah. like gunner kicker, right returner, right not really uh, long snapper, right yeah. like just like yeah it's hard to say a football player is going in the hall of fame because like it, percy harvin was a football player that's the first one to pop in my head because he was like a running back and a wide yeah. receiver but i think i think that's why you're seeing this now like right away the second he says i'm hanging it up the campaign begins. One coach said this. Belichick's going to say that. This one's going to say they're going to go to Jim Harbaugh. They're going to go, you know, hey, you were a special teams coordinator. Um, they're going to go to every big name special teams guy. Hey, should he be here? Devin Hester. Hey, you're in. Should he be in? Like, it's there. it's got to be a full court press. It's got to be a campaign to get him in. If he's, If he goes in, if he's a first ballot guy, that, in my opinion, shows that voters have learned there's more to the game than touchdowns and sacks. That you you got to win every play. 
Hester getting in is a huge part of his candidacy that he got in, in the class of 2024. The next will be Adam Venateri when he's up, if he gets in. Okay, so if Hester got in and Venateri got in, it's likely that Slater's going to get in. We do this a lot about football and especially basketball, about if this guy was on a different team, how would he perform? That's like some of our favorite conversations in sports talk radio of how would he do if he played for this guy or had this guy as a quarterback? This is the ultimate example. Matthew Slater's Hall of Fame candidacy. Truly, like, we'll just throw a team out there, the Giants, okay? If Matthew Slater was on the Giants, would he be viewed the same way as he would be viewed for the Patriots? Because the way Bill Belichick built a roster was unique, is the way right. I'll say it. Like, he did it his own way. I can't tell you the way Tom Coughlin or Brian Dayball or Mike Tomlin, other coaches would have always said Slater's going to be on the roster. No, 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 we need a, another wide receiver. Right. We need another corner. We need. I can't confidently tell. So if I'm telling you, I don't know if he would have been on every roster, so he's a Hall of Fame. Yeah. If I have to ask, used to be my rule. If you're asking, the answer is no. If I had to put money on it, He's not on the first ballot. I he's going to wait. I'm like, I'm with you. I think he's yeah. waiting. I think so Belichick has to come out and tell you why. I think when Belichick comes out and goes, we took away 28% of the game because of what Matthew Slater did, all this, like, he's got to have some kind of analytic thing that shows you that, like, hey, this is a stat you guys don't know exists. He won 45% of our special teams plays by himself. And then also people are like, oh, 45, that's big. Okay, all right. I think about him like Moose from the Cowboys, the big fullback, yeah. right? DJ, that the fullback really doesn't exist anymore. Fullback's likely never getting into the Hall of Fame again. This is also one of those categories of like Matthew Slater. And also, you know what? I didn't realize how deep this conversation was. I think how people view Belichick over the next few years does make sense. Like your Belichick point there of if Belichick's just like some old scientist screaming at a chalkboard, like, oh, we're going to trust him, huh? Oh boy. Yeah, but he's he's like he's Newton after we proved gravity was real. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's you know, he's not he's not Galileo sitting there going, No, no, these are planets and stuff, and everybody's like, Witchcraft. No, it's like, oh no, oh, that's why apples fall out of trees. No, okay, we listen we'll listen to you now. Einstein at the end of Oppenheimer. Sort of. <laughs> I still haven't I'm, watched it. It's, it's <laughs> you told talk, me it wasn't good, so I haven't watched it. Let's talk about Mohawk Honda. Mohawk Honda where they always go out of their way to please you. If you're looking for a new vehicle in two thousand twenty four, that is the spot for you. Had the pilot, the road trip back to central road New York this trip. weekend. Uh, I don't know if there's cake in the back of my car now. They think oh, about no. that. I don't think there is. But the kids were safe. I had five kids running around doing stuff. The nieces and nephews, they were safe. All in the car? There was a lot going on. <laughs> Mohawk Honda, I appreciate Mistakes you. were made. Thank you. I couldn't have done that. My car is safe. And especially if your family's expanding, you have more relatives and cousins more. You want that, maybe the vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Get it. That fits your budget as well. Shout out to everybody over there from Greg Johnson, Lindsay Harrington, Cam McKenna, who I worked with. Happy to hear that his shoulder's doing better. And the whole staff over there, Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Um. All right. I forgot what we're doing. I forgot, I, my, my list is missing. Well, I feel like you told me that there was something that happened over the weekend that you I'm a little shocked about that you were very into a, a topic you and I rarely ever talk about on this show. Is it show. Daytona time? I think is it, it is. I didn't know if you were going to let me do Daytona. I feel like there's a little angle here. All right, let's talk here. Daytona. I, I feel um, robbed and victimized by the Daytona 500 this year. I do. I feel, I, feel, I feel like I wasn't listened to, and it hurt me. That's coming up next, Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. This report is sponsored by Pfizer. Liberty Mutual presents... How to be the life of the party. Okay, first turn the music off. 
then ask for everyone's attention. Now, tell them that you customized your home insurance with Liberty Mutual and saved hundreds. Boom! Now everyone knows you're not just a pretty face. You have some brains inside that face that know how to save hundreds on home insurance. Woo! Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Based on recent survey of new customers who switched and saved. Underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates. Excludes Massachusetts. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Some troubles in Columbia County this afternoon in Stockport. Route 9 northbound is subject to closure because of a structure fire between Station Road and 9G. On the north way, up and down the line, we're in pretty good shape. Certainly some building volume heading north through Latham, but you're up to speed. 787 so far, a pretty good ride. I-90, the throughway, and 890 look fine, too. From the- Elevation 10,000, elevate your brand today with Elevation 10K, and uh, 10K.com is the way you do it. So Elevation10K.com, check out the website. Phenomenal stuff. Uh, marketing plans, strategies, everything you're looking for. Website design, apparel signage if you need it they either have it or they'll figure out how to get it for you so that commercial we talked about earlier this month elevation 10,000 was behind it's aired across new york state my mom saw it she's like well look at this i don't know what she meant by that i don't know if she meant like the football was involved in the commercial she was startled she was i go mom elevation 10,000 they're on our show she goes, you have a show? Oh, you know what? That doesn't matter. Elevation 10,000. <laughs> That's not your fault. She hates me. So she no, won't listen because I'm here. She just She forgets sometimes. No, she knows <laughs> I do She knows I do something. Something. Elevation 10,000 is more important about that, though. Digital marketing. There's a way to elevate your brand right there, whether it's the television side, the audio side, connecting with the new business and more. They have a great group of professionals that will find exactly what you need going forward. And let's not forget, the LeVac and Gaz merch store is open. Woot, woot. Yeah, we're uh, it, it's it's just one of those things. It's just going to keep getting bigger, better as they go. Um, I I love that, and my history of being a team president in you know arena football, I always have people reach out. How did you do this? How did you do that? The latest one is one of the other teams reached out. Was like, how come your team store looks better than everybody else's? And I'm like, I, I refuse to tell you. It's Elevation Ten Thousand. I refuse to help you elevate your brand with Elevation Ten Thousand. It's Levac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan. Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. I love the people who don't get that when I do it. Like, I'm just not going to tell you that it's this. And then they're like, well, why won't you tell me? And it's like, you know what? You just, I can't help you. <laughs> There's no help for you. Oh, man. Um, this weekend, I was so close to it being a very profitable weekend. I was so, so close. I, You know that I enjoy, I'll bet some golf. Usually, you know, very... The, the beauty of betting golf and auto racing is you can usually do five, 10 bucks and bring back an amazing amount of cash because a lot, it's a lot of minus two fifties, minus three, minus eight, minus whatever. So we talked a little bit about the Daytona 500 last week to the point where I, you know, I was like, you know, I'm going to tune in, I'm going to tune in. And, and, um, I don't like the vehicle or anything that Brad Kislowski drives anymore, but I said his name like 20 times. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a couple bucks on Brad Keyslewski, and I'm like, I actually, you know, obviously I couldn't watch it when I wanted to because it got rained out, got delayed. Um, but I actually watched a little bit of it yesterday after I got done with the multiple jobs on President's Day, which I was like, I'm a little mad at Ben Nelson. You hear me, Ben? No President post for me on President's Day. Wow, Ben, come on. He I- called me today. I didn't even answer him. Ooh. Probably posted yeah. about some other presidents like Ben Franklin or something. Yeah, I've done. I mean, how many how many arena football championships do they have? Yeah, exactly. I've I, got three rings. What did Franklin do? Right. Oh, 
What you do? Well, the worst president? presidents. Was he a president? Um, <clears throat> you sure? So, but I did watch it, and I'm sitting there, and it's like, what is it, nine laps to go, and Kislowski's like right up in it. Like, he's right there fighting for first. He's, I'm like, oh, my God. I think he, he won one years ago. I mean, he's going to win another Daytona. I'm going to cash. And it was like, I think five bucks was bringing back like $140 or something like that. And I'm like, this is beautiful because I, I don't have a lot of money in my account right now. I took everything out from the NFL. It's just, I just got a little bit in for some fun money. And I'm like, this is, this is so cool. It's just the greatest. I'm, I'm about to, and not only am I going to win, I'm going to brag. It's going to be, it's going to be over the top. You, you don't even know. I picked this thing and it worked. And then William Byron, not a poet. Not not a president, a NASCAR driver gets into Kislowski, bumps him, takes him out. He causes a major crash, but William Byron's fine. William Byron is not only fine. William Byron goes on to win the Daytona 500. So he crushes my hopes and dreams. And you know, listen, I know you picked up a decent like purse or championship money or whatever whatever you call it in, in auto racing. A glove box of money. I don't know. Whatever it is. I would like $138 from you, please. I would like $138 <laughs> from from William Byron. Here's what the Daytona 500 did for me. I thought I was in the clear this weekend. I, I was doing a bunch of other uh, child things. I had my first experience with a child playground as a father. and I mean, <laughs> I've texted you about that. I don't even know if I want to So wait, were you going to children's playgrounds before? No, no, no. As a kid, I was, obviously. Oh. But now I'm in a different role. You know what? Never mind. Back to my NASCAR <laughs> take. Here's what I found out about the Daytona 500, and you just did it. If you've been wagering on sports, that was our first Sunday without football in a long time since August. If you've wagered a lot on football until LeVac's case, if you were very successful this past fall wagering on football and you had a Sunday without action, you are ready to place it. Now, of course, this gets delayed till Monday, and that happens. You were very close to cashing. And I told you this on Friday. I said NASCAR was one of these sports that could, because of legalized wagering across the country, benefit in popularity. I said it was tennis because the people are up at 3 o'clock in the morning watching the Australian Open. It was golf because of the numbers being so big, and it was NASCAR. NASCAR jumped out. That was the talk for the last 48 hours in the sports world of how NASCAR was going to have this happen and the wagers that were going on and how to wager on NASCAR and everything else. But you mentioned the winner. Ending the race on a caution, if I'm not mistaken, LeVac, right? Caution flags mm. waving around a little bit. And mm. That's how the race. That is one of the lamest things in sports. One of the lamest. Could you imagine if you're watching the 100-meter dash and somebody pulls a hammy and they're like, hold on, hold on. We need you guys to start walking the rest of the race. Not too fast. Hang on, 1,600 meters. We need you guys to get to a, like a jog here, and then we'll figure out who's going to win the gold medal. We would never do this in anything yeah. else. It is lame. Can we wait? Can we do something? Ending on a caution in a race is lame, and we saw that, unfortunately, for NASCAR yesterday. And, and here's the other weird thing about it, and and I don't know if any – does anybody care? Because this is probably a good question for you and then for, like, a normal person. And I don't mean that <laughs> as an insult, even though it clearly sounded like one. I apologize. So, like, The Rock was, like, the, you know, the Star Your Engines, Grand Marshal, whatever it's called. He's a bad guy right now in wrestling. Do do people, do you, like, I got to imagine that NASCAR and pro wrestling share a decent amount of their fan base. Yes. 
how many people do you think went there like mad that that the the mean the evil rock was the announcer not the not the good rock i would say less than we think i think there's more of a percentage of people that saw the rock and got excited rather than wait a second he's in the storyline with the bloodline why is he i think that i think it out i don't think it. they know storyline though i think they just saw the rock and got excited Are you you know the old uh florida man thing right yeah yes. buddy of mine's down in florida right now for his grandfather's 80th birthday and he sends a picture to a group that we're in and he goes well first first it goes someone asked me if i wanted to hold a baby raccoon I said, hell yeah, I do. And then a picture came through, and the baby raccoon pooped on him. <laughs> and we all went, well, you're officially a Florida man. You have a you have a baby raccoon poop story. First of all, I've never seen a baby raccoon before. Second of all, it pooped on you. It's Florida. Daytona does not know. My point is, people are walking around asking people in, in, in Florida, hey, you want to hold a baby raccoon? And then people are going to races and going, hey, look, it's the rock. Where's your where's your cousin Roman Reigns? You come out here, don't you come out here to my sport? We want Cody. We want Cody. <laughs> we want Dusty's little boy to win the title in Philadelphia. <laughs> I told you what was gonna happen. What? I told you. He said, y you, "The Rock ruined it for Cody. Can't finish the story. Now we can't finish the race because The Rock is here." Hey, hope you're happy. Hope every one of you. I sound like um, it's like a nasally version of Larry the Cable Guy. I hope every one of you is happy. And we still want Cody. My cousin is covered in moles. Oh, sorry. So old you know, Larry, Larry the Cable Guy. Bit. We were starting to get embraced by NASCAR fan there for a second. I thought for a good five six minute they were going to appreciate what Levac and Giles were doing us in the third person, and then we insulted them with our accents. Guys, we cannot be embraced by NASCAR because oh. we're not their cousins. breathe all right that's your daytona 500 <laughs> coverage thanks levac daytona daytona it's the daytona oh there's an r in there yeah you don't oh. you gotta learn man you just right. don't you're just not cool don't get it you don't get it probably a rock fan i gotta pick a new uh you probably are you probably like him now you probably like rocky my vita i bet he calls him Dwayne. i bet he thinks he's the, you know what i'll tell you i'll tell you what i'll tell you what right now it he barely drives in those Fast and Furious movies. Where's Vin Diesel? His name is Diesel. I drive a diesel pickup. Corey's in there going, yeah! Corey's dad chimes in. This guy's making sense! <laughs> Get your nuts off the table, Corey! You and I just doing a NASCAR podcast for iHeartMedia. Just us doing those two voices <laughs> for 10 minutes straight, and that's like just a 10-minute podcast. Breaking down weekly races. That's it. Fox, I do Fox need a driver. NASCAR, yeah. I do need a driver. I need. What do you mean? I need a Chevy driver. Oh. I need a new driver. I need a Chevy driver. I need somebody cool. But it has to be a Chevy. I can't. I can't root for Ford. You know what Ford stands for? Found on road dead. Bleeping outright dangerous. <laughs> My daughter's boyfriend's a mechanic. He's a big Ford guy. So I do this all day long. I didn't know that reference. <laughs> I just got here. You know, tell you, I'll tell you another thing it means. Because I'm a Chevrolet fan, okay? That's a fancy way to say Chevy. Uh, uh, fixed or repaired daily is another one. That's what it means right there. 
I tell you what. I was, I was stunned by the coverage of NASCAR. But you know what? Maybe this is the year for them. Maybe this is the year where legalized gambling continues to make the sport more popular. You know what they really need? I know you legalized like- marijuana. That would make it more fun. Just fill it through those air holes in the car and they can have pot while they drive. Don't do that. Nobody do that. It was a, when I think it was about, a character. When I think about NASCAR growing up, I thought about <laughs> all the people who couldn't stand Jeff Gordon and then like the people who loved Dale Earnhardt Jr. But they were characters. The intimidator. Right. They were, were real. I grew up I grew up everybody I knew who was an adult who was in the cars. Earnhardt. Earnhardt was in the Muppet movies. But there, there's something too. We we tied it in there with the WWE where if they get somebody who really like grabs the mic and goes over the top, I might get back in. Like by back yeah. in, I mean just curious of what's going on over there and maybe actually place my money on a race. So guys doesn't care if the person can drive, what they drive, who their sponsor is. Can they cut a promo? That's it. Can they cut a promo? Levac, that's a lot of sports. That's yeah. a lot of sports. That's boxing. Well, that's- you know this uh, Lord Byron here. He's driving the twenty four car now. Ooh. So can he cut a promo? Uh, his I, name is Byron William Byron. I feel like if your name is William Byron, it's like, and then on the fourth turn of left, I felt as though I had complete control of my motorized chariot as I went vroom, 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 vroom all the way to the finish line with the flag of checkered white and black. I'm not going to wager on him. Nope. I don't like him. <laughs> don't like how he sounds. I saw Michael Chandler. I don't know if you saw this. Levesque. Ah! Michael Chandler. That's a a, a nerd name. Like, he's a bad, bad man to have a nerd name. He wants to fight Conor McGregor. He called him out in front of, I want to call it the New School Pond, the arena out there in Anaheim, California, in front of 14,000 on WWE Raw last night. So you got Michael Chandler out there. He's cutting promos. We know about McGregor. That's a lot of sports. Maybe maybe this is what's happening as I get older. Like, back in the day, it was just like, who are the best teams? Who are the teams who are local? Who are the teams that you want to root for? Now it's... What athletes can entertain me the most? This is pure entertainment at its core. If you could entertain me, I'm hooked. That's the name of the game. And NASCAR needs a uh, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> you know, first or last. All right. Uh, when I think of Jesus, I think it was a baby in this little swaddling. Gr- I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> theme that I can do this all day. I just, I just want now that now that you've said it, I just, I want to do a NASCAR podcast where we just. We just do that voice and try to anger everyone who likes NASCAR. I don't want to anger them. No, 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 no. I don't want to anger you them. You think that they heard what we just did and they're like, oh, they get us. I think so. Let us know. The, I think the Lord Byron bit they kind of liked. <laughs> they were probably into that. But as we sat there and, I mean, that thing you said about cousins, whoo, that's, that's not going to go over well. Not at all. all right. You know what they're gonna call? <laughs> they're gonna call USX Pest Control. Yeah. To get you out of here. They're gonna say, hey, can you give me the non-chemical exclusion package to get Gaz out of here? I want Gaz gone. You know what? Maybe Gaz can save our relationship the way USX Pest Control saved his marriage. But my marriage is still fine. It has been yeah. fine. You're welcome. US Because X- since May, USX Pest Control has been coming to your house. My Sometimes home, you've been home. My home is safe. Sometimes safe. you haven't. Wait a second. My home has been safer thanks to USX Pest Control, whether it's Frank, Tim, Victor, all good-looking guys. Hey. Sometimes, okay. USX Pest Control is Wait a minute, who's flirting with them? You are the one. No, no, no. no. That's, <laughs> Kristen sets up the appointment. She does text me. I do know when they're coming over, and they go through, whether it's the attic, the basement, up there in the spots that I don't get up into. USX Pest Control. <laughs> this is your fault. USX Pest Control can help you. 
the free inspection <laughs> is available to you. Call them today to set up the Platinum Package. Become a member of the Platinum Package. See how great that package is for you and your family. Check out their package. <laughs> USXPest.com. We're going to be back after this. We're back for the Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa with Dr. Fred Dreer. And I am currently uh, the number one passenger almost driving the struggle bus. Uh-oh. I broke my mouthpiece. Again? The Well, I, I'm waiting for the new one oh. to come in. So but basically what happened is I broke like half. So it still, it still kind of works. It helps out a little bit. But I keep waking up. I keep having – I've realized what's happening. Because the mouthpiece makes it so much easier to breathe at night, I've now – I'm completely unaccustomed to the way I used to sleep. I used to sleep where I had severe sleep apnea. My snoring was ridiculous. So now that I've been sleeping so good for so long, I'm, I'm having nightmares about claustrophobic situations. Because I can't breathe. It is ridiculous. My brain is 100% yelling at me for not being able to breathe during my sleep because I've been able to breathe so perfectly for so long. So I reached out to Dr. Dreer and I'm like, listen, I know it's, you know, this custom made mouthpiece, this new one that you guys are getting for me. And I reached out to Lorianne in the office as well. I know that it's not like you just snap your fingers and it shows up at the door. But oh my God, I need it and I need it bad because this has been, I am sleeping like straight doo-doo. Doo-doo caca pooey, as scientists would say. That's how I've been sleeping. I, I I can't believe I waited so long to call and to go see Doc Dreer and the team at the Integrative Sleep Center. If you snore, if you have sleep apnea, if you're always tired, you got to make the call. 518-885-6185. 518-885-6185. Dr. Fred Dreer and the Integrative Sleep Center in Balsam Spa. They are so helping me sleep better, and they can do the same for you. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. Such a difference. I hate it. I hate it. I'm such a miserable prick today, too. Like, it's been a bad day. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not having a good day. But I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, you know, I'm, al- I'm already claustrophobic. So now I'm having these nightmares about, like, you know, hallways that are getting tighter on me and everything like that. And it took me, like, two nights of this to go, why am I having the same dream over and over? Oh, because I can't breathe as well because my mouthpiece isn't right. I would say fears for you, phobias. That is the number one phobia. People are afraid of spiders. People are afraid of heights. And Commitment is high on my list, too. Oh. That's also suffocates, though. <laughs> so I guess it goes back. I guess it all kind of plays back together. You know, but no, not breathing is the, is the freaking, it's the worst. It is the worst. Uh, like any situation that restricts your breathing, I'm not okay with it. Let me put you in a good mood here, Levac. Okay. It's been an interesting day. It's an odd time of the year of sports. Some people like to go on vacation at this point. If you heard our friends, Dan Patrick and Colin Cowherd, they're both on vacation this week. Yeah, real crappy lineup until you get to us. But it's a heavy college hoops night. The NBA is taking a few days off because the all-star break. So I'm not sure if you saw this. Have you seen... You know, we talk about Syracuse, and again, one more reminder, on our sister station, GY, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. Tommy Corporate, ding, ding, ding. We haven't talked a lot of St. John's basketball. No. Rick Pitino is in the news for what he's done to his players. Have you seen these comments? Yeah. I, I mean, I I haven't, like, seen them. I heard, I heard it the first time he did it, and I was like, wow. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you scroll way down? I don't even know if you know this part's on the run. Way. I didn't like, know you knew there was a run. 
Run is how we plan the show, by the way, everyone. Go down to the way end there. I actually copied and pasted some of these quotes. Let's do this for those who haven't heard it. Okay. Can you read those quotes as a WWE heel? Rick Pitino, a Hall of Fame coach, has gone full bad guy on his own team. Let Levesque, go ahead and read this. I got some music here, too. I, okay. I brought some music to the show. <laughs> Joel? Joel is slow laterally. He's not fast on the court. <laughs> Chris? <laughs> slow laterally. Sean Conway, slow laterally. Brad is physically weak. Drissa? Slow laterally. Slow laterally. It, 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 sure. It's a good group. They try real hard, but they're just not very tough. It's not the job. You could be at Missouri, <laughs> the great unwashed of Missouri, and recruit slow players. Believe me, it's not St. John's. We had to put together a team at last second. We never ever will do that again because it's slow laterally guys you look over here and you say to me you say laterally are you quick i say no they're not quick <laughs> joel is slow chris is slow dress is slow sean slow laterally can't move side to side this is the most unenjoyable experience of my lifetime and i've been on Probes for prostitution. I was in Boston. I tried to get Patrick Ewing to shoot three pointers. This has been so disappointing. Those those last 10, 15 words, you had gone word for word until adding in the the ladies. That was word for word from Rick Pitino from a press conference, except those last few that you heard me giggling. Well, you wanted me to be like a wrestling heel. This is the most unenjoyable experience of my lifetime. This has been so disappointing. This is like if you go to like the runner up for an Emmy or a Grammy or whatever, and you go, hey, what are your feelings on this? And they're like, it's not my fault. You see these background dancers? Slow laterally. Can't even move. You see my background singers? Not tough at all. They got no wind. Look at that fat chick. She has, that's a guy? That's a guy. Oh, listen, look at that fat guy. He can't sing. Let's address this. It's not this. my fault. I didn't do it. Let's address this. You listening, you are either one of two people who just heard what we just did. There's a group of people, probably older men. I'll just label them what they are. Older men. Who are all faster laterally than the St. John's team. Who just heard the last three to four minutes of you and I talking about Rick Petita, and they're like, I don't get it. I don't I don't get why this is a big deal. Like, the coach said the players stink. He's being honest. That's a coach I grew up with when I played sports as a kid in college and high school. Coach said you stink. That's sports. The end. Like, that's probably older men don't even get what we're doing. This is a little skewed towards the younger because the younger sports fan, the younger athlete, hears this, and especially the younger fan is like, Rick Pitino's so mean. How is he ever going to recruit in the portal? How is he ever going to get an 18, 17-year-old to play for him now? Which there's truth to that, too. Like, depending on how old you are, you heard those quotes, and you're either feeling like athletes are soft or coaches are being too honest, and you're probably both right. Like, I don't even want to take a stand on this. Do I think Petito was a little too hard? Yeah, I do. I don't. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. If he took any responsibility or accountability for himself, he was not too hard. But the fact that it was all that these guys, oh, we had to recruit last minute. Like, like in my head, all I'm hearing is, how many strippers do I need to employ to get a better team? 
<laughs> like how many how many hookers need to be on my speed dial? Like how how many times do I have to put John in St. John's? John is usually like a client of a prostitute to get the team I need. Because it doesn't last minute recruiting and this that. Hold on. You mean to tell me that the dude who turned the Iona Gales from like a okay Mac team to a team that could compete? At the top, top level, pretty much overnight, just when he got to St. John's, all his notes were gone. Like, Rick Patino doesn't recruit based on the team. Rick Patino recruits based on Rick Patino. So, like, for him to sit here and be like, oh, last minute recruiting, that's how he did so bad. No, 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 no. You did so bad because you went after the wrong people. The team's not good. They're not buying what you're selling. Something. But just sit there and just pretend that the entire team is slow laterally and, and laterally, and that caught you off guard. Like, like, did all of a sudden, like, you know, they got there and he's like, "Wait a minute, I haven't seen one of these guys go quickly to the left or the right." <laughs> Wait, yeah, coach, we showed you their film. Are any of them fast laterally? No. Are any of them tough? No, no. <laughs> There's also a part of this. This kind of little senior itis is the term I like to use where. You're going to say things that you really don't care what the repercussions are because you'll never see these people again. There's a little bit of that to Patino here. Like, I don't care. Uh, they're not going to be here next year. You know, I'm going to know these kids. I'm in my 70s. I'm going to know these kids for about five months. You know how many right. people I've known for five months of my life? I, I'm good. I don't care what you guys think about. And I'm telling the truth, by the way. So Patino doesn't care. Was It just caught me so off guard. I think that's a lot of people were like, Nobody does this anymore because of the NIL and recruiting and how different an athlete is in 2024 that when a coach is brutally honest, people react, like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like, you know who the ultimate one is? And Patino's up there, but it's Tom Izzo. Like, when Marsh rolls around, Tom Izzo's going to get in the face of one of his players or he's going to yell and scream. You and I covered that tournament a few years ago where it was a very quiet day, and the only story was Tom Izzo yelling at he's the guy. Mean. Right. So – Look, however old you are is probably how you reflect on the Patino stuff. I did find it entertaining. And we've we said this before about college athletes, too. If you're an NIL athlete and you're getting paid more than anybody else ever before, the rules do change for yeah. you. Positives 100%, 100%. and negatives. The only problem that I really had with it, and, and again, like I said, I would have preferred if he had if he had somewhere in there, like take a little more accountability than just the we last second recruiting. Like if he had gone, you know, we didn't adapt quick enough to what we saw were their weaknesses. Something like that. Like as a coaching staff, once I realized who I was going to, to war with and that they're all slow laterally, which is just now is going to be my way to insult people for anything, <laughs> then I, we should have adapted our style of ball. The, the, one, the one, like, I wish uh, Annie Agar would just do this whole press conference. Like she'd act it out. And then when he goes, you could be at Missouri and recruit slow players. Just have somebody in a Missouri hoodie, like eating popcorn. Like what? 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 Because here's Missouri's getting shrapnel for being slow, catching strays. Yeah, just like what? Well, you doing? Wow, he's really tearing his players. But wait, what? We're slow? Are, are we slow laterally or just slow? Like, are we? Which one is it? But yeah, that, that like, if I'm Missouri, I'm like, yo, I don't care how we get some, but I want a piece of St. John's. There's the 30 for 30, the pony excess. There's a great line in that about after SMU's program got blown up, they had to bring in basically like the replacements, like the worst players around. And one of the guys was terrible. And he had a great quote. He goes, we were slow, but we were also short. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, imagine? I and also, I hope that this conversation has, has been had in a gym. 
like I'm hoping that during practice he's gone. Joel, Chris, Sean, Brad, Drissa, you're all slow laterally. None of you are quick laterally. Pick up the pace. Because imagine if they're sitting there like, it's a rough year, but at least we know Coach has our back. We're what? <laughs> St. John stinks. They're not very yeah. good. Sorry, Sienna fan. You're not <laughs> You're not very good, although Coach Mike Dean had a great quote with us talking about change of athletes. They're not very good this year. Syracuse lost to Georgia Tech over the weekend. They're likely not going to the tournament. Colgate's our only hope. Come on, Colgate. St. John stinks. Thank you for that. I got to pick up toothpaste on the way home. I forgot. They're the only ones who have a chance. Uh, if there's any positive, and I don't even know if we're allowed to talk about this in 2024 with recruits, there's allegedly U Albany. Uh, maybe, maybe Coach will allow this to fly. There's the all-time leading scorer in the history of Buffalo High School basketball happened over the weekend. <laughs> this kid's name is Jaden Harrison. And I'm looking like, hey, that's a pretty cool. I don't know what happened with Spectrum News where it came through in Albany that they're talking about Buffalo. I know they've combined they, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a real thing. So this so this Jaden Harrison kid's getting coverage across the country. I believe he only has two offers, even though he's the all-time leading scorer in the history of Buffalo high school sports. Once from U Albany. So there you go. If you want some future, things will get better, New York College basketball fan, and you might have one of the most prolific scores in the history of the state coming to the Capital Region. Now, they offered him in 2022. It's February 2024. I'm not exactly sure what's going on over there. But there you go. There's there's some hope, I I guess. We, we tried. We tried. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, it's good. I I do like sometimes when those, like, Buffalo stories slip through. Like, it's, it is it is interesting to see other, other news. It's like they don't – there's no real difference. It's just different towns and streets. That's it. The same reporting <laughs> – so every reporter looks alike to me. Um, it's kind of frightening that the automation is the term I'll use because it's a that's TV, but this is radio. Like Jesse McWilliam works for him. We know Jesse from the Capital Region, Ooh, not doing stuff in Syracuse. Never heard of him. Uh, Jackson Wang does stuff. It feels like they could just you know you don't know where they're from. You could say they're from Buffalo or yeah. Syracuse or all, but you really wouldn't know. Yeah. Well, it's frightening I, I'll, for I'll, our tell, I'll tell I'll tell the truth. Uh oh. Um, one of the reasons I was told. Spectrum doesn't cover arena football as much. It's because there is no arena football in Buffalo. And it's like, well, yeah, but you're in Albany. Yeah, but our reports are played there too. I'm like, we're New York's team, baby. It's the Bills and it's us. You might as well just get, you know, double down on us. We're like, we like that argument. We'll take it to the news director. And I haven't heard from them since. <laughs> um, time for the play of the day brought to you by Mohawk Chevrolet. Together, let's drive at Mohawk Chevy, where they always go out of their way to please you. Um, well, back, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I have to go first. Why? I, I Why? I, was, go I had first. a good play. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. You have to go have first. To. Ryan, who keeps track of this, and you listening right the now. The Cardinal. Across the Capital Region. Today is February 20th. If you got to ask, you don't get to go first. I'm going first because I have not liked a play better than today in 2024. I have never felt more confident this year than the plays I have today. That's how much I love these games. Okay. Tennessee money line. Last time I did that, they got beat. I'm back, baby. I don't care if they're playing an eight win team. Minus eight fifty. We're getting there. Hang on. So if you don't like Tennessee, the other two I love. Okay. Creighton, two and a half point dog at home against getting, UConn. Getting three and a half right now. Even better, I think. Sometimes that doesn't always work like that when I hear the line change. But I like that one too. I love Creighton at home. A wild crowd in Nebraska. They're going to storm the court. I want to find out if UConn, it's everybody versus UConn's the talk now. I don't think that's the case. Creighton storms the court, beats UConn today, and out in the Mountain West, 
I'm telling you, I don't know how often people watch Utah State basketball, and it's on the CBS Sports Network. You know you have issues, and you're wagering too much when it's 9 o'clock on a Tuesday and you flip on the CBS Sports Network. <laughs> but I told you this last week, the officiating in the Mountain West for home teams makes zero sense. That league wants six tournament teams, and they can do it. The crowd at Utah State is just as good as the Cameron Crazies. It's that insane. They beat San Diego State, so give me Creighton and Utah State money line. Again, chop it up a little bit, so the play is Utah State and Creighton money line. But what I would do is put a little sprinkle on the spread to cover yourself. If you want to toss in Tennessee, it's not going to really move it, but that's my play. Tennessee money line, Creighton money line, Utah State money line, and remember to sprinkle a little bit on the spread so you don't catch yourself, so you still have some profit at the end. I love that play, Lick. That's my favorite play so far of 2024. All right, <clears throat> my play before I was so rudely interrupted. Um, so you know I love to do, if I've got a ranked team on the road and the home team is is less, is a lower rank or whatever, um, I, I like to, and, and they're they're given points, I'll, I'll take them. That's what I do. Because of that, I've started watching Texas Tech because they were, they were that team a couple weeks ago or like two weeks ago, a week ago, and they ended up winning outright and just looking dominant. Tonight, they are at home against TCU. They're laying five and a half. I like them laying the five and a half. I think they win by six, seven, eight, nine points. No problem. I might even throw it together with the sprinkling of what you put together. But I got Texas Tech uh, minus five and a half at home tonight against TCU. Those are the plays of the day. Um, <clears throat> Just add a little bit more. The Big 12, that play, that's the best conference in college basketball. Houston and Iowa State played last night. Houston looks like a national championship team. People forget BYU's in the Big 12. Kansas has been a dominant force. They're like fourth in that conference right now. Texas Tech, the perfect spot for them to lay claim to be in a tournament team. Man, I can taste college hoops. It's a weird year, LeVac, that in the top 25 this week, these schools are getting votes. Grand Canyon, Appalachian State, <laughs> McNeese State, where the cheater Will Wade is. This, Indiana a, State's kind of come back down to earth, right? Yeah, they yeah. Have, but they were in the top 25. Washington State's in the top. It is a bizarre year in college. You thought last year was weird. It's going to get weirder come March. It, it's Listen, let's get the madness back. A little more madness in March. That'll be fantastic. Play of the day right there, brought to you by uh, Moak Chevy, where they always go out of their way to please you. Uh, I was talking to Andy Gelcher earlier today. Always good to see him. Uh, enjoy his company very much. Speaking of people who in whose company we enjoy, we just talked to him yesterday here on the show, uh, Drew Prescott, Prescott Private Wealth Financial Services. This is the situation when you're looking at how you want to structure your finances, your savings, your your plan to to build your own private wealth. You need to have somebody you like. You need to have somebody you trust, you want to talk to. Uh, Drew Prescott's the guy. PrescottPW.com, P-R-E-S-C-O-T-T, pw.com drew's the guy because you gotta sit down you gotta talk to this person you gotta pick their brain a little bit make sure they they see the world the way you want to see the world and everything we were talking about you know do i need life insurance do i need to move into more mutual funds is it an ira what am i doing with my money am i doing it right um, take me through the whole process and that's something that drew will do and my favorite thing about it is when you go to prescottpw.com uh, and you click on our team it's drew like, it's Drew. He's the guy. He's the one you're dealing with. He's the one who's going to make sure everything's under control. Drew at PrescottPW.com is his email. He's got you your back. He's got our back. And that's why we like PrescottPW.com. Drew Prescott. Tomorrow, we have a uh, member of the Firewolves. 345. <clears throat> I've got Flock U. 
I'm going to be at uh, Crossgates in the morning with the Firebirds. I'm all over the place tomorrow. I can't promise you that I'm going to be in a better mood tomorrow. I can't. We also have lunch tomorrow <clears throat> at some point. I don't know if that makes remember. me happy. Okay, good. I guess, but I just I'm at that point. We had a meeting today for the uh, for the Albany Firebirds, and I called the meeting, and then I got beat up in the meeting. Ooh. So, I'm I'm now fired up, like I'm ready to go, but that just means that I'm going to be really mean to everybody here, because everyone here is nice. And you, I like to punish good people. You're not too far away for kickoff to the season, just two months away. I mentioned like lunch, like you and I have a business meeting, I'll call it. It's like, oh, the Van guys are so busy. I heard they have lunch tomorrow. Like, you no, still no. got to eat lunch. That's right. We have some cool news, hopefully, we have from that meeting involving a potential charity that was involved with an event we held throughout the fall. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Fired up. I want to get back to winning. That's all I want to do. I just want to win. No matter what. That's all I do is win. All right, I got to listen. I got to go. I'm starting to ramble. I make no sense. I either need to chug an energy drink, or 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 go to bed. And I'm I'm going with go to bed. That's what I'm going to do. Hey, uh, guys, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. It's Fox Sports Radio ninety five nine nine eighty. Hit the button.